Our scripture reading today comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So uh, it's my pleasure to introduce Nathan Lloyd-Jones, a missionary to Honduras, uh, who will be bringing us God's word today. Uh, our church has known Nathan and his wife, Rebecca, for many years now, so they are friends who need little introduction, so I'll be brief here. Um, Nathan grew up in Florida, uh, and after committing his life to the Lord, he had a heart to serve him in whatever way that um, he could, and if I remember correctly, I think he was involved in youth ministry for a time, uh, but he developed a heart for missions and he took a series of short-term mission trips to discern how God was leading. Uh, and it was on his third mission trip where he went to Honduras. And that was when he met Rebecca, who had grown up there since age three when her father, Frank Monteroso, uh, had moved there for missionary work. And the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, Nathan and Rebecca married two and a half years later, uh, and they've been serving together on the mission field since early 2007. Uh, it's been a blessing for our church to know Nathan and Rebecca and their children, uh, Aiden, uh, Evie, Tristan, and Nehemiah over the years um, through short-term trips, uh, through prayer requests, and getting to hear about the amazing ways that God is working uh, through them in Honduras. Uh, many of us also remember the time that uh, they came to visit New York and the sweet time of fellowship that we were able to uh, spend with them. Uh, hopefully the conditions of the pandemic will subside and we'll have a chance to be face to face uh, again sometime soon. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we're really grateful that Nathan can join us uh, via Zoom uh, to share God's word with us today. So uh, Nathan. Hey, good morning to everyone. Uh, this is my uh, first Zoom meeting, so uh, this should be interesting for me. But I'm very, uh, very, very thankful to get to uh, spend time with you guys this morning. And uh, as as uh, you said, I am. Uh, we're always just amazed that we got to come up and visit you guys two years ago and just have that wonderful experience with you guys. It was for us just one of the. Uh, greatest vacations we've ever gotten to have and fellowship with with uh, with you guys. Uh, we talk about it all the time. So thank you guys so much for a lot of you made sacrifices and and took very, very good care of us. We've never felt so loved. So we can't thank you enough for that. Um, and uh, um, also, before before I get started, I, I know because of the pandemic, everything's been switched around and changed around. And I'm not sure where life's going to be going, but we would love to have you guys again down in Honduras. I know we had a pretty good team that was interested uh, after we came to visit last time and we would love to have you guys uh, to come down and serve and fellowship with us in Honduras again. So uh, I just want to uh, invite you guys and if you guys can pray about that, we'd love to have you. It is, it's just so, it's so incredible uh, for those of you that you have not gotten to either experience a missions trip or go down to Honduras. Uh, just getting to see God uh, working in a different culture and doing his thing. And he just does, does it all over the world. And it's so it's so powerful 
for those who get to come and then also for those that you guys get to minister to because just getting to see people who come from so far away and such a different culture just loving on loving on us and Hondurans is uh, such a powerful thing so if you guys can uh, continue to pray for that we'd love to have you um, and uh, yeah I just wanted to say that quickly before we get started this morning um, also uh, I'd, uh, I'd love to uh, visit with any of you guys afterwards if any of you guys have questions for us or would like to more know more details on things how things are going down in Honduras or about Rebecca I can't thank you enough for that prayer it was very powerful uh, for her sister Grace uh, she's here she she doesn't care to be in front of the camera um, but she's here with me uh, and, and uh, she loves you all and we were just very moved by that prayer so thank you guys so 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 much for that so um I uh, don't tend to do topical teachings a whole lot, but this is uh, the teaching that I have for you this morning is just um, something that God has been challenging me in and something that's been on my heart a whole lot in the in this season of w- while we've been in the States. And it's just this uh, kind of thought of, of how can I be intentional because we get to come back to the United States every two years and you just have like maybe maybe an hour with with your close friends, friends and family that you actually get to actually talk about life and where things are going and how people are. So uh, I, I have the, the, I guess you could say blessing and curse, but of, of always considering how, can, how I can uh, intentionally get to know how people are doing in a very short amount of time, because I really care for people and I want to know where they're at and what's, you know, what, what life is bringing them and what God's doing in their lives. So so I'm always just kind of considering how can I be more intentional? And then this time with Rebecca's sister and her situation, it's, it's, it's even become hit more close to home for us of how, how we can take advantage of the time together and how we can encourage one another uh, more and more. And so, so the topic that I had for today is, is inspiring growth um, and how we can do that in, in each other. And that verse that verse that we read this morning, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And in this day and age, we struggle with that and, uh, you know, how, how, how to best take advantage of our time and how to encourage each other. So uh, this morning, um I wanted to share just three things, three questions that we can ask as friends to our to our to our friends. What are three questions that we can ask uh, to each other to encourage and challenge each other and really get down to what's the most important thing? And and this actually hit home just uh, literally just a few days ago. Aiden, my oldest son, he was talking with me and he says, he says, Dad, we come back every two years, don't we? And I said, yeah, yeah, to, to visit the States. So he said, so not the next trip, but the trip after that, I'm going to be 18. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, just, just how quickly the time goes and how, how short our time is and how precious it is. And, we, and just um, wanting to encourage each other to be growing in our relationship with Christ. And so um, as you can see there on, on the notes, the first question is, uh, how have you been feeding your soul? And uh, the principle here uh, that I wanted to share with you guys is, uh, I'll read this here, uh, good friends ask questions 
that will help us grow and improve and live the life that God wants us to live. And I think um, a lot of times we want to just ask questions uh, to identify with people and to just um, sometimes connect with people. And that's really, really good to start a relationship. Like maybe we're asking how, how their work is, how the weather is, how, you know, about the, the latest movie or TV show or sports uh, to connect with people. But then so, so often we just kind of basically leave it at that. I know that that's what I see all the time uh, when I come back to the States. A lot of people just just kind of want to leave it there. And um, and I think we just have to be so much more intentional uh, with with what God has given us and how to encourage each other. So uh, so that first question, how have you been feeding your soul? Um, the first uh, answer, obviously, is through the word of God, through the words of Jesus, the words of life, uh, the Bible. Um and uh, that's the first thing, of course, that we have to be doing. But asking specific questions, a lot of people say, yeah, I've been reading my Bible. But then going into a deeper question of, well, how have you been? Uh, what have you been reading? Where have you been reading? What has God been challenging you on? And, and, and what has been, what, what has, uh, how do you say that? What is, uh, um, yeah, what has God been doing? So, um, so the first verse. Uh, it actually says James there, but it's actually John, um, and it's John uh, 15, 5. Uh, so it says, um, it says, uh, Jesus said, apart from you, uh, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so without, without God's words, without him working in our lives, we can do nothing. We are just, we have to be feeding on God's word. We have to be in it. And we know this. But it's so easy to let it get away with life and all the things that are going on. It's so easy to get caught up and doing all the daily things that have to be done. Um, kind of like a, a Martha spirit. The, actually, the Bible says that she was doing the things that had to be done. Uh, and then and forgetting to feed on the words of Jesus and the words, words of the Bible and edify ourselves in that way. So uh, Psalms 1, 2, and 3 um, it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither and whatsoever he does prospers. And so, so basically what scripture is saying is, hey, if you want to be a fruit, a tree, a strong tree that produces fruit, we have to meditate on God's word day and night. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I struggle with that. I tend to meditate on the worries of this world, on the pandemic, on my children, on all the things that I have to get done. I tend to let this, these things just, uh, fill my mind. And even at night, you know, I'm laying on my bed, not being just tossing and turning because all these things are going through my mind. And, 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 and God's word says that we have to meditate on his word that, and that will, is, that is what will give us strength. And that is what will encourage us. Uh, John 1, 8 says, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but, but Joshua said to his, to the people, he said, if you do these things in the, in the word, if you apply these things in your life, you will succeed and you will be blessed if you apply these things, if you're obedient to these words that I've spoken to you. And so the word of God 
is is just something that that number one is the number one most powerful way we can feed our spirit man that we can feed our flesh and uh, i'm sorry sorry feed our soul i'm getting caught up on the second question um uh two things that i think that i've been thinking about of ways that we can uh encourage and strengthen our our spirit man is number one through god's word but number two is through fellowship uh with brothers and sisters in christ and again that's something that i've really enjoyed from compass church is just uh from what i have seen that the, the the college fellowships and the family fellowships that you guys are doing is so so powerful. And I want to encourage you guys to uh, you know as 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 much as you can fellowship and encourage one another. Um, Proverbs Proverbs thirteen twenty uh, says um, again. I'm going to just paraphrase these, but basically, if you hang out with wise people, you're going to become more wise, and if you hang out with fools, you're going to suffer harm. So fill your lives. I want to encourage you guys to fill your lives with brothers and sisters in Christ, with people who encourage you in righteousness. Uh, and then also asking the question, who, who encourages, who, who, who are those people that are in my life that are encouraging me and being intentional about having time, uh, having time with each other. Uh, Hebrews 13, or sorry, Hebrews 3.13 says, but challenge and encourage each other every day while we still have time so that no one among you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And uh, so, so what he's saying again here is, number one, we're supposed to do this daily. But he says, if you don't encourage and challenge each other each day, every day, if you're not in that fellowship with believers, it's, it basically is, is, is giving us the point that, hey, it, there's a high chance that you're going to be, uh, you're going to be deceived by sin. And, and I love uh, uh, Matt Chandler. He says, uh, he says, the thing about blind spots is you can't see them. They're blind spots. And only other people can see those blind spots. And, and same for me with my friends that they can't see their blind spots. So as encouraging and challenging one another, we are able to help each other see our weaknesses and see the areas that we need to grow in. So, uh, so those two ways I, I was just thinking about how we can encourage one another. How have you been feeding your soul? Just that's a question that we can ask each other. And uh, what have you been doing to strengthen, strengthen your soul uh, in the ways of reading God's word and, and what are you doing to get Bible intake daily uh, is the question. And then also, what have you been doing to fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ? So that's question number one. Question number two uh, is how have you been feeding your flesh? Um, again, uh, us as Christians, a lot of times we think of, well, uh, when somebody asks us that, the first question, we think of all the good things we've been doing. Um, but then as we consider, well, what have we been doing to uh, make our flesh feel good? What have we been doing to spend time in the flesh? Um, Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, then the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are at conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Uh, um, 
And so, so here it's saying that the spirit is working as the flesh and the flesh is working as the spirit. There's always this battle going back and forth until that wonderful day when we get to go to heaven and we have our renewed bodies. But as of right now, we are still in this where our spirit is always working against our flesh and our flesh is always working against our spirit. And uh, I just had this conversation the other day with, uh, with, again, with my son, Aiden. I said, you know, how are you doing spiritually? And he's like, I'm doing pretty good. And I said, well, why, why is that? And he, you know, he said, well, I've been reading my Bible a little bit and I've been praying a little bit, you know, and, uh, and I was uh, noticing that he was, because we're here in the United States with cousins and we're having a good time. He had just been spending massive amounts of time on video games. And I just noticed this, not a real interest in, in fellowshipping with, with brothers and sisters in Christ when we'd have a, a fellowship together. And then just a time of worship, just not an interest in the area. So I was encouraging him. I, I, I asked him all these questions on how are you feeding your flesh? And he just had this big list as we went through it. And, and then this tiny little list over here of how much time he's spending with God and in intimacy with his fellowship with God. And I was just encouraging him. I said, Aiden, I, we all struggle with this, but I think it's really easy to deceive ourselves and think we're doing really well because we, you know, we took our little five minutes or 10 minutes with the Lord in the morning. And, and then we're, you know, you, you're doing a whole lot of things where your flesh is, is being fed and, and feels really good. So, um, so it was kind of a, a, a wake up moment for him. It's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, Philippians four, eight, Paul says, uh, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if, and if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And again, I just encourage all of us in, in, in this, this day and age, it's so easy to get focused on you know, what's to worry about the problems of the world, you know, the news and media is just all focused uh, on everything that is going wrong with the world and every all the problems you need to be aware of. And, and, and Paul actually said the opposite for us. He's like, hey, we do need to be wise, we do need to be aware of the things that are going on, but you need to be feeding your spirit, man, you need to be encouraging one another and be careful that you're not just feeding that those fleshly worries and desires and, and the things that all the things that your flesh wants to hear. So, uh, yeah, so uh, principle number two on that um, in how are you feeding your flesh um, is you want to live authentic, honest, and open with your brothers and sisters in Christ because it's really easy to talk about like, well, I've been watching too much TV, but, um, but in the areas, the intimate areas that we're actually struggling with and, and you know what, I've been, I haven't been patient with my wife. I've been struggling with lustful thoughts. I've been, I've been struggling with this desire to do these evil things and being open and honest with each other um, is, is really hard to do, but it's something that's so, so much needed. Um, most of you know this verse, but James 5, 16, it says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. And the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And, and, and there's, this, there's this understanding here that it says, to, uh, not that you cannot, it's impossible to be healed without this, but I have found in my life 
when I am unwilling to be open and honest with, with my brothers in Christ uh, and my wife, when I am unwilling to do that, I am not, I do not find the freedom, the level of freedom that I want in my life. It's, I have to be open and honest and, and willing to confess my faults to my brothers in Christ, willing to admit my errors. First um, John 1, 7 says, uh, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from all sin. And again, that walking in the light um, is, is part of that being open and honest, being authentic, being real and saying, hey, I am struggling with this. I am failing in this area, even though I, I don't want this, it's, it's here and I need help. And, and, and it says that if we do that, if we do that, we have this a deeper fellowship with one another. We have real fellowship with one another. And actually Jesus, Jesus, the price that he paid is actually able to be activated in our lives because we are humbling ourselves and we're living in the light. So uh, Proverbs 28, 13, if you don't have it memorized or if your children don't have it memorized, I would encourage you to have them memorize it. It's a powerful verse. Uh, Proverbs 28, 13 says, Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Um, I and I won't go into my whole detailed story of my life, but I grew up in the church, grew up in ministry, and there were areas in my life that I tried for years to conceal my sin, to hide my sin away, and it it, it did not bring the fruit that I wanted it to bring. And I could not find the freedom that I wanted to find because I was not willing to be just authentic and real with the people around me um, and get into the nitty gritty of my struggles. So, um, so I want to encourage you guys to practice these things, to practice this verse right here, Proverbs 28, 13. Um, uh, again, on this subject of how are you feeding your flesh, principle number three, or note number three, um, it's, it's really hard sometimes because we think, well, I don't want to, I don't want my friends to not want to be around me. I don't want to ask so many questions that I make them uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and, uh, the other day I was sharing this and the pastor that I, where we were, sh where, where I was sharing this, uh, the pastor said that asked this question to the, the guys that we were in, we were in a group together and the pastor asked this question. He said, if, if one of the, your acquaintances or friends that has passed away was able to come back and talk with you for five minutes, uh, he said, what do you think the conversation would be about? He said, it wouldn't be about the Olympics. It wouldn't be about the pandemic. It wouldn't be about uh, the, the latest uh, movie. It would be, if he went to heaven, it would be, hey, tell more people about this place. Tell more people about Jesus share the love of God, preach the love of God and the, and, the, and the forgiveness that we have in him. And he said, and if he went to hell, it'd be, man, why didn't you, why didn't you bother me more? Why didn't you tell me more about, about the salvation there is in Jesus Christ? And, and that question, it wasn't part of my teaching, but it, but it just, it really brought it home for me in an even deeper way of, I want to be intentional with the people that God has put around me. I want to encourage them. Um, I want to admonish, admonish my friends. And that's a, that's a, a, a word that we find in scripture, the word admonish. It's not a word that we use 
much in our vocabulary in this day and age, but uh, Colossians 3.16 says, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. So uh, right there, it says, uh, it it continues on, but uh, that's just the part that I want to read. But uh, it it says, admonish one another with all wisdom. And the word admonish, um, in simple terms, it's to warn or reprimand firmly. It's to advise or urge somebody earnestly. Or it's to warn someone of something that should be avoided. And so our job as Christians is to warn each other to say, hey, don't walk down that road. Hey, I've done this. Don't do it. Uh, encouraging one another um, and, and, and challenging each other and, and, and with wisdom, admonishing each other. It's it's something that that is good for us. Uh, Colossians 3, 16 says, oh, yeah, that's where I just read. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the final question that uh, uh, good friends should ask each other is uh, how have you been feeding others? And I think this part is so, so important because there's a lot of churches that will uh, ask the first two and focus a lot on the first two. And I think without the third one, we're missing a key point of, of, of what we, uh, what God has given us as, as, as his children the whole point of us growing and reading God's word and maturing, yes, it's to work on ourselves, but it's to encourage and strengthen others. Um, it's it's the point. He did not create us to be spiritual narcissists. He created us to love and encourage and challenge others. First uh, Peter 2.9 says this. Um, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare, and I want to focus on that word, declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Um, The word declare, it it can be translated in many different ways, but it means to make known that you can teach or show or announce uh, the wonderful mercies and and it has this it has this word it's it's like it's like kind of standing on the housetop shouting out to people it's it's letting people know about God and his wonderful mercies so he's chosen us for a purpose he's chosen us so that we can encourage others that we can let uh, share share the wonderful grace and mercies of God with others and that's a uh, uh, what he's called us into. So it's kind of a question of how have you been, how have you been working missionally? How have you been, have you been working with others? Have you been encouraging others? How have you been engaging in missions? And a lot of times when we say that, we think about, well, I went to Honduras or I went to Thailand or I went here, but in missions, we're, we're called to daily engage in missions. You guys there in New York, you have a mission field that I will almost never get to reach. And me in Honduras, I have a mission field that you guys might never get to reach. Um, But God has given each one of us a a mission field and a call to be missional with those who are around us. So 
the question that I've, I've uh, uh, thought about a whole lot is, when was the last time that I had a deep, meaningful conversation with somebody who was far away from Christ or never known Christ? When was the last time that I actually shared that love with somebody? And it's, it's an important question. Uh, we want a disciple, but we also want to declare the good news of God, that God saved us from our sin, that we have salvation through Jesus Christ. And so um, the, the last, the last uh, verse that I kind of wanted, verses that I wanted to share here is, um, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit, but in Proverbs uh, 25, 11, and 12, it basically says, the person who gives instruction um, or a word in, in, in the right moment for someone is it's like giving uh, silver or gold to them. It's uh, and again, this is my paraphrase, but it's it's like a cold glass of water at the right moment on a hot day. It's just this those who uh, give um, who complete a mission that 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 they have been set out to do. And so the the job that we as Christians have to do is to encourage and challenge each other and to look for those moments, be in tune to the Holy Spirit of Lord, uh, let me take advantage each day of a moment to share your love, to share your word with those uh, with those who are around me. So the question that we should be asking each other is, hey, how are you serving others? How are you loving on others? How are you sharing the, 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 the things that God has done in you? How are you sharing those with with those who are around you. And my, uh, I'm not a confrontational person. Uh, my personality is to uh, be friends with everybody and make everybody happy. Um, but God has called us to admonish each other and encourage each other, challenge each other. And a lot of times we think, well, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody or I don't want them, uh, or those are too personal. That's a too, too you're getting too personal, Nathan, or you're getting too personal. Uh, Pastor Danny, you're getting in my personal business. That's not your business. Um, and I, I do think as us as Christians, um, we need to understand that that is a blessing from God when a righteous man will, will correct us and teach us. It's not something, uh, it's not something inappropriate. So, uh, Psalms 141 verse 5 uh, says this. I, I don't think it's uh, the NIV version, um, but it says, let a righteous man strike me, that is kindness. Let him rebuke me, that is blessing to me. And um, again, he's saying, hey, if a righteous man guides me in the right way, that is a blessing from the Lord. If he teaches me something that I should know, even if it hurts, even if it hurts, um, like Proverbs says, the, the kisses uh, of an enemy are deceitful, but the wounds of a friend can be trusted. I think as as real friends, as real friends in this in this life, a true friend will tell you what you need to hear, will will challenge you, um, and 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 be a little bit confrontational at times. Uh, I think it's something that we all uh, we all need to uh, we all need to do. And I want to end it today with uh, Hebrews. Um, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Um, the, the scripture says, and let us consider 
how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging, encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. And that day approaching is the end of time. It's when Jesus is coming back. So he says, the closer you get to this time, you need to be encouraging each other more and more. You need to be challenging each other more and more. And it's so, it's so important for us as believers. It's so important for us as Christians to be encouraging each other. And it does not say every Sunday. It does not say every meeting. It says every day. You need to have people around you and you need to be that person that is encouraging your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, as we come closer and closer to that time of seeing Jesus face to face and getting to be in his wonderful presence. So that's the challenge and encouragement that I have for you today. Uh, this is something that, that I have been uh, meditating on and trying to apply in my life while we've been here in the United States and just wanted to encourage you guys in that area. And again, I thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, share and speak with you all. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your Sunday.